0: It's Cheer.
1: And this is Loathing. We're here to talk to you about movies. She, she loves, loves everything. everything. I hate <laughs> everything. This should be fun. This is a morbidly beautiful podcast.
2: The Shane right
1: Hello again, and welcome to another episode of Cheer and Loathing, featuring myself, Casey, as Loathing. And over there we have. <clears throat> there it starts already. Uh, Stephanie <laughs> as cheers hoping to just get through that intro without choking on my own shit but uh, oh,
0: God. here we go.
2: <laughs>
0: so hi I'm Stephanie um, and listen we were just we we were bantering a bit before the show started about how sort of like miserable we are today in so many different ways our world is falling apart mm-hmm. um, and we're also both sick so th- this is gonna be a doozy of an episode but maybe it'll make it better I don't know. Maybe. Better or worse, one of those two. Well, well I
1: we'll did see, see. That, that you uh, booked a vacation, so you have at least something to look forward to.
0: <gasps> oh, my God, I did. I have been losing my ever-loving mind, so I did a last-minute, I don't give a shit, if the timing's not right, I'm going vacation, and I'm freaking out. I can't wait. I'm a little stressed because I've got to get a lot done before I can go, but it's right. going to be great.
1: Well, where Where is it? You said like oceanfront, but you're in Texas, and I don't think there's an ocean near Texas.
0: There is an ocean in Texas, which is, is uh, there? it's. I mean, it's <laughs> it's not a world famous ocean that what the fuck uh, ocean all the is tourists. It? Well, I mean, it's the Gulf Coast.
1: So it's a Gulf. Is that an ocean? I don't I mean, know. I don't know enough about.
0: It's an ocean. Yeah,
1: like, waterology.
0: It's not a great ocean, if I'm being honest. Like compared uh-huh. to. The other oceans well just even in america um it's i mean listen i'm in in texas like it's not it's not a it's not a dream uh destination but it's an ocean and that's really all i care about because i'm an ocean girl like that's my happy spot and it's nice and i've got this really cute nobody gives a shit but i've got this really cute little condo that's like literally on the beach like it is two steps from the ocean Hmm. um you like walk out your door and there is the beach right there so i'm Pretty, pretty freaking happy about it.
1: You should just move to to California.
0: Yeah, I should just I should just pack up and move. It's fine. I mean,
1: it's it's what like a thirty minute drive from you, isn't it? California. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Nothing. Joke, first of all,
0: I'm in Texas. <clears throat> like, if you drive for six hours, you're still just like in the next county over. Like, it takes a hundred hours to leave the state. It's, it's not a 100
1: hours to leave the state.
0: Look, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but it is because a big state. It takes e- forever to get out of here.
1: Yeah, and Texas is still like half the size of Ontario, so I know what you mean.
0: Look, I'm not saying it's bigger than the planet. I'm just no, I'm, saying but, I, mean, I yes, can't get anywhere very quickly is what yes, I'm trying to tell you.
1: <laughs> I understand. It, it also takes but hours to, to get out of Ontario. I understand.
0: In sp- of that like California the cost of living is probably I don't know 200 times more than it is here so I can't really just like move sadly and just get a nice place on the ocean side you know it's not really how it works but I would love to that'd be great sell sell morbidly
1: beautiful take your millions (laughs) for
0: for the millions yes yeah great idea I should I don't know why I didn't think of that one just sitting Mm -hmm. on this like loaded nest egg you know, just waiting you to know. cash in you never know well maybe maybe after this episode when this podcast goes viral that will just raise the um the value a little bit more mm, and so maybe. then i can sell and maybe. move to california and get my little place on the ocean
2: yeah
0: perfect you
2: you're awesome great
0: well maybe since you're in a hurry today, because you're a busy, busy boy, maybe we should transition to actually talking about what yeah, we're going to talk about. Yeah, I was, just,
1: I was just, just thinking that maybe. It <laughs> might be a good idea.
0: Since you're all stressed and wound tight. Um, yeah, but... Since you're stressed and wound tight, great, great time for us to talk about your pick this week, your theme pick this week, which is Cursed Objects. Mm-hmm but i will say based on the films that each of us chose for this week it may actually be this podcast that's cursed and not these mm. uh, films um because this was a this was a, a doozy of a week uh, you picked polaroid i did <laughs> and because it's your theme um i think that we should lead with your pick yeah. um also because uh this is this <clears throat> is a pretty a pretty spectacular pick um, that you chose for us, and uh, I can't wait to get into it. So I think you should set us up and tell us a little bit about this movie, and go ahead and include your favorite thing, which is the uh, amazing Rotten Tomato score for this film.
1: Yeah, I was just about <laughs> to mention. I've never seen this before, so it naturally has five reviews from critics and with a zero percent rating, which is not 0%. surprising. But the audience score has twenty five hundred ratings, but there's just it's grayed out and has two dashes. So I don't know what that means.
0: I I don't either. I saw that too, and I don't know, does that mean that like it's
1: just like it's so bad. It did never people registered give it negative score? reviews? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't they're
0: like, I'm sorry it's not even zero. It's not even close enough to be zero. Which wouldn't actually surprise me. But um I don't know. We we should have probably done our homework and figured out why that is the case. It's it's busted. We did not as usual.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, know. you don't expect these curveballs to be thrown at you, so I I don't know. It's um weird, but it there's is also weird, no c- critical critic consensus or anything. It's a very blank page.
2: Yeah. Uh, for, yeah. Um, for this
1: movie, but uh, basically, it's about just... a girl. Oh, sorry. Continue. <laughs>
0: No, 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 you go, you go. Tell us what it's about.
1: Well, it's about a girl it's who finds about a girl That uh, <laughs> that when the picture's taken, it's kind of like the ring. You only have a certain amount of time left before this weird thing kills you.
0: Yes. If that a sounds familiar, summary. it's
1: because it's the plot of about 456,212 other movies made in the last 15 minutes.
0: Yeah, it is very, uh, I feel like I've seen this before kind of movie. Um, It is also based on a short story um, by the director of this film. So it was an adaptation of a short film, Um, which makes a lot of sense when you watch it because it is one of those films that you're like, okay, that's a cool concept and it's interesting for like a minute. Mm
2: -hmm. But
0: then once you sort of like know the conceit and you get it, then everything after that just feels like, and again and again and again mm-hmm. and you're just like, okay, um, yeah, so it does feel like it's something that you had to stretch out and pad a lot and you can feel that padding. Faux show. Yeah,
1: yeah. It it definitely would have worked better as like a, an anthology style story. You know, like like in holidays or something like that. Just like a, a fifteen minute thing. Yeah. Uh I appreciate that they tried to do a sort of twist at the end. But it, like everything else, it just kind of fell flat. Um, and I, You know what? I think the best way to describe both the movies we watched today is if you open up a dictionary and look at the word mediocrity, these two will sit mm. right flush there. And this is definitely it, the, th- There's nothing terrible about the movie. There's nothing unwatchable about it. But put it this way. This is the second time I've watched it in a month. Because it's the one that gave me the idea for the cursed object movies. And on the second watch, I'm like, I don't remember any of this because it was that forgettable.
0: Yeah, today is a very special day on the podcast because. This might be like
1: a 15 minute episode,
0: <laughs> <laughs> which you would love. You're like, can we just get in and get out? I, I got shit to do. Um, The reason this is a special episode is because, you know, I'm cheer. I love everything. Like, Mm -hmm. almost everything. I even love shitty stuff. Like, I find some stuff that's really, like, we've had conversations on the podcast, stuff that's really, like, objectively bad. Mm -hmm. If it's the right kind of bad, I can find it very endearing and charming. I love a so bad it's good kind of movie. Um. Yeah, rarely do I have visceral negative reactions to films, Mm -hmm. Um, but today is the day. Today is the day I was like, and you know what? When you picked Polaroid, Mm
2: -hmm. I've purposely,
0: I hadn't, no, but I've purposely avoided it. It's one of those that Mm -hmm. I, it did not look interesting and then I heard it was terrible, mm-hmm. and just a waste of time. And I was like, "Oh, I don't, you know, I'm gonna avoid that one. There's no need for me to watch it." And then you were like, "We should watch Polaroid." And <laughs> I didn't want to be like, "No." I mean, it was your pick. I didn't want to like,
1: like you did the you last know, one. like No, you can't watch what keeps you alive. Don't no. talk about it too much. No, <laughs> you can only watch the movies I suggest
0: all right, God damn it. So <laughs> anyway, I didn't want to deal with your shit like I, just, like I just got there. So I was like, okay, I'll watch Polaroid. But I sort of went into it knowing that um, you know, it was gonna be a rough one. And it's just, you know, you're like, it's fine. Like what the kids today would say is mid, but I wouldn't even say so it's mid. Say? I would say that's what the kids say. Casey you wouldn't know just an old man who's out of touch reality but I'm hip to the cool kids yeah um
1: because you got that new hip replaced
0: wow you're 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 on fire today Mm
2: -hmm.
0: um I I just think it is just bad it's so (laughs) um it's so it's really like a chore to get through like this was a film that I kind of paused a few times. I don't usually do this either, where Mm -hmm. I would watch a little bit of it, then I would go do something else, and then I would be like, oh, yes, I need to go back and watch Polaroid. I I mean, I don't even know how long it took me to watch it forever because I just couldn't, And I couldn't stay focused and I couldn't, and that's probably why you're like, I don't remember what happened because I probably don't either because I sort of zoned in and out Mm -hmm. and just, I was not invested in any characters. I was at no point was I like, well, this is interesting. I I didn't give a shit about the origin. This film does the thing that sort of drives me a little bit crazy where every time there's, you know, some mystery, um, some like, Like the ring, type of thing, where it's like we there, the character always has to figure out why it's happening, and they have Mm -hmm. to figure out why it's happening in order to stop it. That's very cliche. We get that all the time.
2: Yeah.
0: And a lot of times it's not, it's the least fun part of any film that does this. And because it it tends to be a lot of exposition, it tends to be a lot of like, let's go to the library and research, let's talk to people, let's investigate. And sometimes that can be interesting if it's a compelling mystery and you really do want to know, like, what the hell's happening. And You know, it's somehow done in a a smart way. But this wasn't. And it was like, I just... And the thing is, is that I think on paper, the story's kind of interesting, right? Like, there is some, like, depth. They try to do some depth to it. They try to make it a little bit more than just kind of a surface shallow thing but it just i don't know i just didn't care and it was so boring and it was so stiff and it was so just like you know at like and they and it's funny because like when it starts basically everyone who's going to die is sort of in the first picture that gets taken
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: and then it's just like they have to try to like escape it and figure out like what's happening and how to stop it and so there is like there's just zero suspense. There's I don't know. I really was fairly angry at this film when it was over, and that, like I said, almost never happens.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I don't even have any notes. I didn't even write down like, oh, this is fun. No. Didn't
1: or like, let's talk about this. Thing for it yeah.
0: I I did, and I don't want to jump the gun. I did write down shit about Wish Upon, which me too. I, we're gonna get into, but this film is like. <sighs> it's just such a waste of time. It's not, it it deserves that 0%. Usually I'm like, okay guys, like that's a little like, that's a little much, you know? And especially with a critic review horror, especially your sort of PG 13, uh, quote unquote, generic horror that doesn't Mm -hmm. do anything different. That's not like art house. It's not smart in any way, really. Um, you know critics don't usually love that stuff so i'm like that's fine maybe it'll be fun you know it, it might not be great it might have shit tons of plot holes it might be really derivative all that stuff i can forgive all that i really can mm-hmm. um for the right kind of film if i know what kind of film it is i'm like all right it's not trying to be anything special like let's just have fun with it but i did not have fun with this it's not fun <laughs> it's not fun at all
1: no it's it, it like you said, it, it's a chore. Uh it, it has a 90 minute runtime, and that 90 minutes feels like 90 hours. And it it's it's so cookie cutter. It it's not even like Christmas tree cookie cutter. It's like just the circle cookie cutter. You know? It, it's, <laughs> yes. There's not even like a unique design to the cookie cutter. It's 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 a mass-produced like you're gonna make a chocolate chip brown cookie and you're gonna forget the chocolate chips. It's just Plain, boring, bland. There's nothing. I wouldn't say there's nothing redeeming about it. Like I said, there's nothing wrong with how the movie is. It's just bad. Like it's, it had a little bit of a production budget behind it. You can tell, but it does the paint by numbers. It has basically the scream opening where you introduce two characters and one of them dies and then you never hear from the other one ever again. And it's it's just like, do something different. Now maybe yeah. that was. I don't know what studio did this. I don't know if it had a studio behind it really, but it feels like either I, I find it hard that a creative person would purposely make a movie like this without some sort of executive interference. You know what I mean? Well, like like it feels stuff- like you need to, you need to be like it needs to be, it needs to have the it needs to hit these points.
0: Yeah, it does feel like yeah, you're right. A studio said and said like this is the formula, do this. Mm-hmm. Um, it did get stuck in like production hell. Um, uh, it was attached to like the Weinstein Company, and mm. so there was like drama around that, which it got delayed for quite a long time. Right. Um,
1: It's it sad that this is the worst thing the Weinstein's have ever done?
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I can't co-sign on that one. But um, it's. You know, to your point, you start off saying, like, it's really not bad. It's like fine. and And I was like, no, no, it's bad. But like, actually, you are right. The problem is is that it would be, you know, I read a quote uh, I was on a, from another reviewer that I can't take credit for, but I was like, this is spot on. And they said, it would be camp if it were any fun. and that's that's the thing. It's like there's no, not even that like, okay, so bad, it's fun kind of thing where it's like, oh, this is a train wreck, but then that makes it kind of hilarious and great to watch. Like, It's not a train wreck. It's not, um, you know, it's not horrific, but it is so freaking bland. And it's like, there's all these characters. You can't differentiate one from the other. Like, you, none of them stand out in any meaningful way. They're Mm. all just, they're all just like sort of this like, nameless faceless like they're just bodies to be killed they're, off they're and they're yeah they're not even killed off in interesting ways they're not no, even. they'll die
1: the same way essentially
0: <laughs> you know the opening scenes good i'll give it that like they they have a good like sort of um you know cold opening where um we're first introduced to the camera and yeah, but do we need that that's but we know what the no i liked about. that i, I like that i thought that that that's had one of those um, tropes
1: i really don't like the second, so, the no, second movie I, we talked about today, Wish Upon, does this fucking same thing.
0: I, I thought it. <laughs> for, I thought it was, it was stylish. I thought it was. Um, it had some nice tension. Like, I was like, okay. It, at least I'm not. I, I wasn't checked out in the first few minutes. So I was like, all right, you know, okay, I'm with you. But then it's like, that's all you need. That part, that opening, is like the short film, like that mm, self-contained. Mm-hmm is interesting and good and you're like because honestly the concept this is the problem with this movie the concept's interesting right it has if you wrote this down on paper and you're like i want to make a movie about this you're like that has potential to be cool i mean obviously you mentioned the ring the ring is amazing you know badass mm-hmm. you can take a concept like, like, like this
1: a pioneer sort of in that genre well
0: I mean Ringo, but yeah, yeah,
1: um, so, yeah. The the franchise starting back in Japan, sort of thing. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I mean, it's and, and it's not that. Listen, it's not the fact that like we've seen this conceit before. It's I, I I mean I know this bothers you because you're you're somebody who's like it's been done before. And I always argue, I'm like, everything's been done before. Really, I mean, if you break everything down to its fundamentals, yeah, everything's been done. In some way, now the the trick is to take something that's been done before and make it unique. Make it something that has that brings something fresh to the table. That's what this film doesn't do. It just right. gives you exactly what you've seen before on a lesser par. It doesn't give you anything to hang your hat on. Like I said, if the kills were really cool, you'd be like, "All right, the story sucks, but the kills are fun." And listen, I'm a horror fan. I'm I come for the kills. Or if you're like, you know, the acting's terrible, but like. There's at least like really fun dialogue, or there's a really fun character that's like the comic relief or something, mm-hmm. or there's you know there's got to be something that rises above. And this is just an, like there's no you know if it's a landscape, it's 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 a Texas to landscape. It is flat and boring, <laughs> and com- there's no there's no oceans and mountains and you know trees and stuff. It's all just Flatlands.
2: Yeah.
0: For miles and miles, and you're driving for 12 hours, and you haven't left the city yet. Like, that's this film. And it's really, really unfortunate. Because I don't think it has to be... Like, it has potential. It could have been cool. Mm -hmm. I don't know that it would take in that much to make it a little bit more cool. But this movie just feels like they didn't... Feels like they phoned it in. And that's sad. Like, I hate saying that about, you know, filmmakers. Because... I really appreciate the art of film and how hard it is to make a film. And it doesn't, like, technically it's fine. It doesn't look like shit or anything. It's not, it doesn't look like it was made with $5, $5 you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it looks like they had potential to make it a great film, but yeah. they...
1: Yeah, there's there's not a whole lot redeemable to this. Like you said, it, it it had more than a $5 budget, but what they did with it, they they spent it on that Riverdale star in the first five minutes of the movie. The, the redhead who yeah. dies. Yeah. Yeah. They pulled a Have you ever yeah, heard, I think we may the have the best part talked, of the movie. Yeah. I I think we may have talked about this before. A movie called Camp Hell. Have you heard, ever heard of it?
0: I have heard of it. I have not seen it.
1: Okay, so I was working at a video store when that came out. When they still did like DVDs and shit at rental places.
0: I remember the story. I know what you're going to say. Yeah, yeah and no, it has Jesse Eisenberg.
1: Yeah, and Plastered all over the cover starring Jesse Eisenberg. He's in it for about 8 seconds at the beginning of the movie. And that is it.
0: Yeah. I mean and that's, that's kind what, of that's like what...
1: the switch and pull thing here.
0: And, but... and I told you like for my day job I'm in marketing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So like whenever I see shit like that I'm like that's that's fucking marketing, and I'm like, goddamn it, I'm the devil, you know. Like that's just, that's the shit that I do. I'm like, you know what? We've got this big name star. We should like market that, even though they're in it for two seconds and it's a total bait and switch and totally dishonest. But
1: yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's marketing one one, isn't yeah. it? Get somebody in right, the door. Yeah. You don't care so how saying, long like, they spend there.
0: I'm, <laughs> I'm a terrible, terrible person. You are. It's um, great. I know. Um, but I told you that I. Wanted to uh, maybe revisit a thing that we used to do a while back, which is mm-hmm. a five star review, which yep. is where we just sort five-star of five star
1: review, eh? You're no, already not on five the five star review train for the end of <laughs> yeah. This. Let's speaking get this... of which, leave a five star <laughs> review on Amazon, <laughs> iTunes, and blah 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 blah. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's just because this movie's so good that I have five yeah. stars on my brain. A yeah. uh, Five word review there where we, we sum go. up our thoughts before we move on to the next film. Um, I know that we hit this one pretty fast. We don't have much to say about it, which tells you all you need to know, probably. Mm-hmm. But um, do you did you prepare a five word review?
1: I did just now because I completely forgot.
0: <laughs> it's not, not surprising. I only, I told you like
1: Tell me an yesterday. hour ago, but yeah. <laughs> that's okay. I called into word. All you right. know how it is. But yes, so uh, uh, no, I it, know yeah. how it
0: is with you, Casey.
1: If you want to do the honors, <laughs> you can go first because mine's just gonna blow and okay. handle the water. So I don't want you to have to follow yeah. it up.
0: No, oh my God! You're you're always thinking of me, you know. You're know. always putting my needs first, and it's so I endearing. I know. <laughs> um, mine is not clever at all, or not interesting, but it's really just straightforward. My five word review is clever concept, but terrible execution. Hmm.
1: You're right. Hmm. You you really should have gone first. <laughs> That's yeah. Uh, mine all
0: right. What's yours, Marty Pants?
1: Mediocre has a name. Polaroid.
0: Yeah, no, that is spectacular.
1: And I can use that for the second movie, too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Speaking of the second film, the second film is my pick. Um, this is another film in a full transparency. So when you gave me this theme, I was, you know, I'm supposed to pick a film I haven't seen before. So I was looking at all the possible options, and I was like, damn it, I have seen all these films. And mm-hmm. And this, as usually happens, if there's something that I haven't seen, it's probably because I have actively tried not to see it. And I wish upon is in that category where I actually was like, no, thank you. Um, it just looked like just generic PG 13 schlock that I just didn't give a shit about.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But I was like, you know what? I mean, I gotta pick something. I haven't seen it. Maybe it'll, you know, be something. So let's, let's do it. So I picked wish upon. And, and, and I will say, I, I've got to just do some spoilery stuff up front. Um, I so both of these both of these movies are objectively terrible films. Like we really we really dumpster dived for um that's a, a great little reference to the next film because her dad's a dumpster diver, but we dumpster dived for these films. Um they're not good. They're they're really there's a reason that they have shitty Rotten Tomatoes reviews and that they are pretty much like forgotten films. This one at but, least
1: has a Rotten Tomatoes score.
0: Well, I was going to say my butt here. There is a butt and here. It's coming. Um, When I talked about Polaroid, I said that a reviewer said, you know, it might be, if it was at least camp, it might be a little fun, but there's not even a so bad it's good kind of vibe going on whatsoever. Mm -hmm. So it's just like boring and dull. Um, I I think I'm going to argue that Wish Upon is kind of fun like it is not good and there is i have a shit ton of notes about like what the hell am i watching Mm -hmm. but i also was like pretty entertained i didn't have to pause it i was invested i was like i i laughed quite a bit i don't think i was supposed to laugh i think all the humor is unintentional yeah but you know it's got there's there's enough here that this is camp and you can, in the right frame of mind, like, with a bunch of friends and some, you know, alcohol and a little bit, you know, like, <sighs> you can have some fun with this movie. This movie at least has some things to it. Um, still Sign terrible. A
1: great movie. You need to drink to enjoy it.
0: <laughs> yeah, still terrible. Don't get me wrong. Like, this is not a good film at all. Mm-hmm. There's a reason I avoided it, and I was right to, but also, like refreshing compared to polaroid which isn't uh, a great review but it's at least something um so before we like really dive in i'm going to tell you a little bit about what we're watching um let me pull up my notes here okay so wish upon is a 2017 american supernatural horror film directed by john leonetti written by barbara marshall and starring joey king The film follows a teenage girl who's given a magic music box that grants seven wishes but kills someone every time she makes a wish. The film was theatrically released on July 14, 2017. It received negative reviews from critics. Um, It does, Casey, have one of your favorite things going for it, which is a a polarizing Rotten Tomato score.
2: Mm, And this
0: time, well let me let me finish there there's a there's a disparity between the audience and the critic score um this time it is the audience who liked it more than the critics Mm -hmm. although sadly both of them hated it like a
2: lot
1: (laughs) that Um, sounds like "Hmm," yeah stretch on that one and it's only like a 12 point difference it's not even that (laughs)
2: much
0: it has a 19% Rotten Tomato score from critics and a 31% audience score. So uh, audiences liked it more than critics, but they still both collectively thought it was a piece of crap. Mm-hmm. Um, the critics' consensus, I think, nails this one on the head. I'm going to read it. It's pretty great. Um, Wish Upon is neither scary nor original, but its fundamental flaws as a horror movie may make it destination viewing for after-night die- after Midnight Camp genre enthusiast. So uh, pretty much exactly what I thought where I was like, it's it's terrible, but it's terrible in a kind of fun, charming way, which I know you hate. And when I was watching this, I was like, oh, Casey hates the So Bad It's Good kind of stuff. Like, that's not <laughs> his jam at all. So this is going to be um, yeah. a bloodbath. But I, you know me, I I do appreciate a So Bad It's Good film, especially an unintentionally one, like I was about to when say, there's a
1: difference between like Sharknado and this.
0: Yeah, because I think sometimes, like I like the like, oh, I'm gonna make a bad film sometimes, but the problem is is that those things usually suck because it's like when you're trying too hard and you're trying to be clever and you're like wink, wink, nudge, nudge, look at me, um, I'm self aware, I'm really you know clever, clever. It's really yawn inducing. Like it's not great, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and. I think the be- obviously the best films, you know, like the Demics and the Rooms of the World are accidental masterpieces where they actually tried to make a good film and failed Did on every possible front. Did they make a good front. film
1: with Birdemic? Did they really? Yeah, yes.
0: Yeah, well, I Did mean. Did
1: they? Well, <laughs> nobody looks I mean, at I that don't... and goes, I fucking nailed this. I don't this live inside
0: the filmmaker's head, so I can't totally tell I, you. That, but that's I mean, fair. But I mean, from my, my like, research.
1: Objectively, I, just I think... looking at it.
0: Well, here's the thing. let me give you a little a little like, tiny to like clip analogy
1: birds on that no, I get movie. it okay a
0: bird to make, but a bird to make is a masterpiece. Let's just say that, but listen mm. i so I told you um so I do kind of a lot of things in my job um my my actual like sort of main skill set is I'm a graphic designer mm-hmm. um, and as a designer. I feel like, you know, it's very easy for me to look at design and see, like, that's good design and that's bad design. Like, that's a that's something that comes just, like, innately to me. Mm-hmm. Um, bad design sticks out like a sore thumb. But I will tell you, <laughs> I see bad design everywhere. And I will, like, be looking at a billboard, for example, and I'll be like, who the fuck greenlit this? Like, what? Like, I can look at it. It takes me two seconds to be like... All right, if you fix these four or five things, this would be like at least at a minimum mid, you know, it wouldn't be a dumpster fire. But as mm-hmm. of right now, it's garbage. You know, like restaurant menus. It's like when I went to Avatar and saw that like goddamn papyrus font. I was like, please, like <laughs> this could have been such a small change and it would have like not like made my eyes bleed. What's wrong um, with papyrus? Come on. I don't even want to no, listen, that's a whole other episode. Um they'll oh. gonna me started. But like i see it all the time and i'm like why doesn't anyone notice how awful this is you know like come on like you don't have to be a trained graphic designer to know that it's awful but i think but plenty of people are making things and thinking like that looks good that looks good enough to put on a giant billboard and and not thinking twice about it and somebody has to write that check for that giant billboard so somebody else saw it and said yeah like this looks good i'll see websites i'm like this you're you're okay with this like you feel like this is a a great visual representation so my point is is that taste is obviously subjective and a lot of people make a lot of shit that they think is good that is horrible garbage and and i'm sitting here thinking like how do you not know this is garbage but they don't know so (laughs) i i'm arguing that it is possible to make something that Another person would see him and be like, Surely you would have known that this is, is trash tastic, right? But but it's possible that to not know. It's possible to put something out there and be really proud of it and everybody else is like, Well, I mean, we see it all the time with films. Like people try to make films that they actually think are good and then critics are like critics and audiences like, you know, savage it and um Yeah. So so to your point, I think it's possible that Birdemic wasn't uh, a legitimate attempt
1: at a film. If <laughs> this turned into Birdemic episode, <laughs> I thought you were going to circle back to wish upon.
0: Birdemic is so much more fun. So to talk in the about end, Birdemic is a masterpiece.
1: <laughs> Thank you everybody for coming out to my TED talk. Uh, leave a review. I'll see you next week. <laughs>
0: Thank you. Good night. Um, well, I have we have very little to say about these actual films, so we might as well just talk about oh, other yeah, random I stuff. Took some some
1: some hefty notes I, for this. I one.
0: did. I did take some notes. Let's get back to Wish Upon. Um, okay. So critic consensus: bad film, but maybe so bad it's good. I mm. I argue that so bad it's good has merit. You hate it. Um, let you you talk about your feelings about Wish Upon.
1: So the, the right off the bat i don't get, right
0: off the bat. I don't get
1: the <laughs> hype. I don't even know if it's hype, but I see Joey King in everything. Oh,
0: yeah. And yeah, she's yeah. the You're queen. You're not a
1: Joey King fan. Queen of mediocrity. I'm, <laughs> I, I was literally looking at her Rotten Tomatoes like score list here under filmography, and it ranges from 19 to 45. There's an odd outlier where there's like a an 60 and an 80, but most of them are 19 or lower to about 45. She doesn't do good movies.
0: Yeah, here's the thing about Joey King. I think she can act. I think she makes terrible film choices. Yes,
1: that that is my note. She is an all right actor. There's nothing wrong with her screen presence. She's very watchable. But she makes the worst choices since... I'm not going to make that joke. But yeah, makes terrible, terrible choices. And it it, kind of bothers me that she gets like, Again, I don't even know if it's hype, but she's in a lot of shit. Both figuratively and literally.
0: Yeah, she did um, the kissing booth, which was kind of like a big.
1: The kissing booth? One, two, three, four, five, six. Like, I believe the last one, they're like in. They have careers and they're doctors, but there's still a kissing booth. Like, I don't fucking understand. It's stupid
0: yeah i think that's why young people dig her um i i did hear i didn't see the act i heard she was good in that and that that was actually good the act um yeah it it was was, like a a a series it was based on a true story yeah it was a show um and it was based on a true story Uh, of um yeah I, i won't get into it but you should look it up i heard that um that she was good in that and that that was good i didn't watch it so i can't comment but i have seen her in other stuff
1: Oh, this and is like, a, I always think the that, Munchausen thing. Yes, yes. Yeah. I
0: always think that she's she does have a good screen presence, but yeah, she doesn't uh, make great film choices. So no. um, and this is this is up there in her and like, um on of bad choices.
1: sometimes when people make bad film choices, they do it for the money, or like it still makes a bajillion dollars at the box office. But like she doesn't bring in money. From from like Independence Day, and The Conjuring, and Oz the Great and Powerful. Although I don't know if she's really in that all that much, her credit is "Girl in the Wheelchair." But like The Conjuring, <laughs> and Independence Day Resurgence are the only two that have broken a hundred million dollar at the box office. So now,
0: I don't think that this film is one of those like. Oh my God, we've got star power behind us, kind of films. I mm-hmm. think it's just the like, it's, you know, relative, it's inexpensive to make. And it's like, it's, you know, a pg 13 horror film. Like, the kids love that. And it's a bunch of teens, like, <laughs> getting killed and running around. And, you know, like, I feel like this was just cashing in on the like, that,
2: the, yeah, the
0: genre. this is a formula that works, you know? Yeah. Um, and not really relying on like, oh my god, we've got Joey King. Although I think I don't remember the timing of this. I don't know about this in relation to Kissing Booth. Like, so I don't know how much of a hot property she was when this right. came out.
1: And I don't know if the Kissing Booth was really considered a hot property anyway.
0: I think it was. I think it was a big deal on like Netflix. Like, yeah, it was I mean, kissing, that kind of.
1: Kissing Booth came out in 2018. Wish Upon was 2017.
0: And and I don't honestly like. The Kissing Booth is not really my jam like I'm not like no. oh my god The Kissing Booth but he did like hear lots of buzz about it um, yeah. and then I remember I watched it I, I did watch it I'm gonna admit that uh, just to see yeah. like what you know what was I, only the first one I have not seen any of the other 12
1: <sighs> okay you don't need to defend but... it's fine don't stop justifying this It's it's okay <laughs> I've seen all three it's fine.
0: Oh that's embarrassing. Um that's I watched way more the
1: first one like I'm invested now. It's like Twilight. I have to watch you, them all now. You
2: were invested? No <laughs> my god. I watched it I was
0: like I don't understand the hype, but okay. Um yeah. Um because I mean, you know, sometimes those like cheesy
1: Rom-com romantic so comedy things. Teen, things are are teen, fun. Yeah. But this Which one was did not
0: it. do it for me. Yeah, it, yeah, me too. I was like, okay, you know, let's give it a try. It's not really yeah. my like in my wheelhouse, but it, I can be entertained for a little bit. And I was like, mm, not so much. But yeah, now now we're talking about th- we're literally talking about everything but these everything films. But, yeah. Um but <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, get back to it. So so first of all, Joey King, you're not a fan. Or it's this not that was... I'm not a
1: fan. It's just I don't get it. You know, like, I don't get her... Yeah. I don't get her choices. I don't get why people keep putting her in things if she keeps making these terrible choices. You know, like, it, it's not like she... Again, like, I, I don't know if, it, if this is my headcanon or if this is real, but I feel like people think she is a draw. Like, it's always, like, starring Joey King or Joey King is I mean, she's in a this name. thing.
0: I think people... I, I especially think that young people know her i mean i don't know i can't really speak to how much young people are like oh my god joey king i mean i don't think that people our age are really like holy shit joey king's in that but maybe the kids are kind of interested i I don't don't know
1: know. like i feel like the the kids i don't know how young you're talking here but (laughs) like i feel like anybody under the age of 20 if it's not a fucking kardashian nobody gives a fuck
0: well, that's not true. You think kids only care about the Kardashians?
1: That's my understanding of the okay.
0: <laughs> Actually, I think it's the old people that care about the Kardashians. Really? I don't
1: like even yeah, th- I don't the, know. the one that has had more plastic surgery than like the ocean?
0: The one? Didn't they all? Of all... The... But there's no, the one, the, the specific what?
1: one, the one that has all like the makeup shit where her lips yeah, are three not... sizes too big for her face. That one?
0: Yeah. I can't co-sign on uh, hating on women's looks and hating them for getting plastic surgery. So, I will.
1: Well, I can. Jump when they're like, "Oh, this is that. completely natural. This is like I have always looked like this." Fast forward to a year and a half ago, when you looked like a gremlin. Like, come on,
0: stop it! <laughs> All right, there's they plenty have of reasons. They built their to empire hate. on
1: their looks. It is no different than being like that actor can't act when you're only claim to fame is your looks I can be like that person is not good looking
0: I mean they're all multi-billionaires and I'll make more in like a minute than we are gonna make in our lifetime so they're doing something right that I'm certainly not doing
1: it's called piggybacking off a name but that's wow. beside the point uh, I
0: wish I could do it let's say that
1: well don't say that around the wish box
0: <laughs> somebody
1: will die
0: All right, listen, I have so, I know we don't have a lot of time. I have a lot I could say about this film. There is actually quite a bit of WTF moments in here. Mm -hmm. There are a million, like, pieces of dialogue or choices that they make (laughs) that I'm like, what? It's so fucking weird. It's just Mm -hmm. like, and it's like one of those films that I read a lot of reviews that kind of said this, like, it, it sort of feels... In in some way, it feels intentional. Like, it feels... Somebody's like... It's not that sort of self-referential um, thing that they're doing. Um, but it is... Like, look how clever we're being. But you do get a sense that they sort of, like, know what kind of film they may, they want to make. They're leaning heavy into... They're like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, let's just go for it. Let's just make a... You know, like, who gives a shit about the plot? Who gives... Like, let's just lean into all the sort of tropey badness and have fun with it, you know? And not even try to make a quote-unquote good film or, like, any sort of elevated horror or anything that is, you know, really different in any way. Let's just lean into the bad and have fun with it. And I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's accidental or intentional, but it sort of almost feels like they're just like, you know what, like, that's just... You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's how we're going to be different is we're just going to be so ridiculous Um, because on its surface this is very much like Polaroid where it's like you know it's just a retelling of the monkey's paw it's like okay we've seen this a million times Um, make a wish there's consequences and then there's like that morality play of like what what would you do in this situation and um, if you could have everything you ever wanted but it comes with a price that kind of thing Um, which is interesting but it is that like it's very derivative Um, and this film in many ways feels very, like it really leans into things like Final Destination, the way that it does its deaths where it's like, it drags them out and it makes you like, it does a lot of misdirection and you're like, who's going to die? Is it going to be this person or this person? Mm -hmm. How are they going to die? Is it going to be like this or this? It's very, that's exactly kind of what Final Destination does. Mm -hmm. Um, it doesn't do it as well as Final Destination, let's put it that way. Um, but you know, it's definitely like playing with all of that, um, but, you know, so what I was going to say, I guess, is, like, it it should be very sort of bland and uninter- uninteresting, really, if you think about it. But it's, its I mean, again, it's not good, but it's pretty memorable. Like, it is kind of fun, but sort of in spite of itself. I don't know. I'm sure you didn't have fun with it.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is this is not even my second watch. This is probably my third or fourth watch of this movie because every once in a while it pops up. And I'm like, oh, I don't think I've ever seen this. And then about Well, 15 that's minutes, a I'm pretty like, good I've, sign. I've, I've seen this. I've seen this. And <laughs> so
0: you've accidentally watched it four times because you didn't remember the other three.
1: Basically, yeah. Um, <laughs> there's there's a lot of things that make it. And again, like I I don't know if this is done on purpose, like you said, or if they just have no sense of anything. Whoever made the movie. But like right at the beginning, you know, when the the mom offs herself, I don't know if that's it's it happens for five minutes in the movie, so it's not a spoiler. Even if it is, fuck it. Um, It it does have, the the little girl walks up into the attic, and just as it happens, and then it does this really, like, jarring shift in tone, almost, where, like you said, it becomes a laugh more than a scare, right? Like, it goes like, it goes from, like, this tense, doo-doo, doo-doo, and there's, like, like a sort yeah. of like fucking noise, <laughs> and you're like, "What the fuck was that?" And then the girl screams, yeah, like, I, and then she wakes up from like, well, "That was stupid."
0: I noted um, in my, I wrote down uh, the editing choices are really weird and and bad in this film. Like mm-hmm. it's very, and it it that happens multiple times where there's a really kind of fucked up transition. Um. And and or some editing choice that you're like that. What are we doing? And and the, mm-hmm. outside of that, like it looks like they have a budget. Like it, it's like not technically incompetent, but the editing is really yeah, is, it's problematic.
1: The editing, yeah, that's that's uh, a lot of it. Like I, I would yeah. say, the cinematography and the directing is fine, but then like the sound design, like in some of those scenes, it just goes overboard.
0: Yeah.
1: And it kind of takes you out of the movie, and it's just like, what? And that's kind of the whole theme of the movie. And another thing this fucking movie does that pisses me off is (laughs) that, like, again, apparently every teenager who goes to an American high school is just a plain fucking dick. Every single one. Because that's how every single movie that takes place in a high school portrays high school kids. It's just, they're all fucking assholes. Every single one. Everybody's a bully Mm -hmm. to somebody else. And they're terrible people, and they get in fights all the time, and this is how, like, life is for an American teenager. That cannot be true. Every, like, the fucking, the, 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 the Polaroid movie did it. This movie did it. The one we did last week, the, 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 the house, who's in your house or whatever the fuck it was, they <laughs> did it. Uh, fucking Scream does it. Like, every single movie that takes place in a high school it's just full of dickheads
0: well let me say this i i mean obviously it's exaggerated for film purposes and obviously you need to have it's hard because you're dealing with young people in these movies and young people for, played by 30
1: year olds well way. yes but but my right. point
0: is is that for quote unquote grown-ups who look at young people we, we tend to have very real problems, and so we look at the teen problems and we think, like, oh, you don't even know what a problem is, sweetheart. Um, like, it is, their problems are so um, different compared to ours. But when you are young, problems are magnified exponentially. Like, anything that is bad feels like it is the end of the world bad. Like, mm-hmm. it is the worst thing that can and will ever happen to you in the history of the universe. And it is not until you get older and look back that you're like really, um, I, I would, I miss having some of those problems compared to what I have now. And so I think you have to amplify the problems because the teens are your protagonists. Like they're the people that you have to care about. So they have to have problems that feel big. And for a young person, one of the biggest problems that you can imagine is not getting the guy that you want or not fitting in with the cool kids or, and even if you're not being like extremely bullied, it feels, um, like the end of the world if you're not accepted you know or if like people don't like you and care about you and and so yeah i do think that they ramp that up a lot and make it maybe bigger than it maybe is um but i mean you kind of have to because there has to be that tension that has to be that like oh my god my world is falling apart
1: do we like i i get it so but it, it, it's not like their, their problems aren't being amplified. It's just people being straight assholes that are being amplified. Like, who hits well, people didn't... with a car on purpose?
0: I think in... I don't think that
1: happens. And that's not, like, an exaggerated problem. That is a cause and effect. Well, that's I It's not, think oh, she the boy was... doesn't like me. Because there is that, that, <laughs> that theme, that element in this movie where the boy doesn't like her. Or doesn't know she exists. Or whatever. But that's a very small portion until we get later on. But most of the problems are this girl walks up to her. She's like, "You're a fucking slut. I'm gonna fucking kill you in your sleep, you stupid whore!" Like shit. Like people don't do that. That doesn't happen for no reason. I think I
0: don't know. I think teens in general are dickheads. Like if I'm if I'm gonna generalize, um, and and I'll, I'll just I'm including myself. I'm not making a, an other judgment. I'm saying like young people before we've matured. I, do tend to be I mean not this level of extreme terror and menace but in general I think people well I think people in general are shitty if I'm being completely honest I don't know that many people outgrow it but I think it's amplified when you're younger and you just like are like I don't know I mean if you look on social and shit there's a lot of like nastiness that seems you're just like really like why do you have this much like hate and animosity for no reason there's is it?
1: difference It is because there's a, a level of anonymity. I'm, I'm sure it's a lot easier if you were to call uh, your fucking hydro company or whatever. And y- you'd find it easier to complain or offend in an email than over the phone or in person. You may say some things in an email that you might not say over the phone or face to face with somebody. And that goes true for social media. It's a lot easier to comment on a post being like, you're a stupid fucking whore or something like that when you don't have to face the consequences directly. You can, if they respond, you can ignore it. You don't even have to look at the response. So it's different I mean, I online think, than in person.
0: I do think mean girls is the thing. Like I do think there are, and maybe not at every school and maybe not for every person, but I do think there are plenty of
1: right, but people I don't think that it's have to, to this deal extent. With- I don't think they pick a target. And 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 try to make their life. Yes, it happens. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. Plenty. There's plenty of news stories about kids killing themselves because they're terribly bullied at school. Mm -hmm. But I feel like it's isolated. It's very.
0: I don't know. I don't know if that's true. I don't think it's at every high
1: school in America. I mean, there's
0: such a like anti-bullying campaign that like that wouldn't exist if this wasn't a real problem that people had to deal with all the time.
1: Wouldn't it, though? I mean, what about, like, the, the war on drugs back in the 80s or whatever it fucking was, where it's like oh. drugs weren't really that big of a problem, but there was just like a political stance. Well. People blow things out of proportion to make, to, to elevate themselves. Whoever started the anti-bullying campaign is now a little bit more famous than they were, and... There's always a selfish element behind a lot really? of
0: Really? Who things. is that? Who Who is the person know. who started the anti? Well, then they're not what, very famous, are but they? I, mean, I
1: also don't know who the fucking leader of like Black Lives Matter is or or LGBTQ communities. And so, like I, Just because I don't know, it doesn't mean they aren't in their circles known a little bit more. Mm, right? It, I don't, it, it, but when you were in high school, did you ever experience anything like this? And I know we're getting way off topic, but I need to know. Like I've asked this question before, I'm pretty sure. And I don't remember what you said, obviously, because I'm going to ask you again.
0: Well, I, I mean, I was super cool. So it's like, but hard, like not even you know? directly. Did you witness
1: anything <laughs> to this extent? I mean, did you ever re- witness fist just... fights in the lunchroom over somebody going up? You're Smegma.
0: <laughs> uh, Which there was a fucking ridiculous
1: scene to begin with. Definitely
0: but definitely fights. Um, now, whether it was over something that stupid or not, I don't know. There were definitely fights. There were definitely like. People being shitty. There were definitely people that got picked on. Now, it again, everything is amplifying these films. So it wasn't like, I mean, I didn't see anything where it's like absolute terror happening. Um, but, I mean, I saw shitty behavior for sure.
1: Right, but did you see anybody chase people down with a baseball bat? So, I'm going to kill that kid because he's good at math. <laughs> like that's the extent no. here. It's like the the high school jock is like, "I'm going to kill that guy because he got better than me in a math test." Fuck. Like that's like that doesn't happen. And it takes me completely out of the fucking movie every time. Stranger Things even doesn't. I love Stranger Things. I'm like that doesn't exist. It doesn't happen. It just doesn't. I don't
0: know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I if I know if it does or doesn't exist.
1: Well, okay, I, all I can say is In high school, this is a long time ago now, but when I was in high school, Mm -hmm. if there were ever a target to be picked on, it was me. I was 5'6", 93 pounds, white kid Mm -hmm. in the middle of a ghetto high school. I was one of eight uh, white people in the class. And I was never picked on. I wasn't particularly good at anything. I didn't stand out. I was nerdy, but stupid. Like terrible student, but like had the nerdy video game persona going on.
2: Wow! I, I Dressed
1: terribly, uh, you know, you like I going this, for you. <laughs> I had fucking nothing in high school, yet never once picked on. And it, like I said, if there was a target, it would have been me. I had like two friends, yeah. you know, like it. It never happened.
2: When you I also the, were in
0: Canada. I'm telling you, like, yeah, it's but a different I mean, world like, in Canada. the first
1: day of my high school career, somebody got stabbed in the neck, and that was gang related, though. So, I mean, I don't really count that as bullying, but like, I, I look at the the antagonist or the protagonist of all these high school movies, and I would argue again, like you said, it, it's exaggerated, but to an exaggerated extent, I would have been these protagonists. Very unpopular, not super well-known, just kind of, like, there. I would have been one of these, even if it was, like, one of the three friends who gets bullied. And not even the main friend. I would have been one of those. Never fucking happened. Not once. I think the worst thing that happened was my friend pantsed me in the hallway. And it wasn't even, like, a bully. It was a friend.
0: (laughs) I don't know that you can extrapolate your experience to, you know, the entire... Like,
1: no, obviously, like I'm saying, it, it obviously happens. Bullying happens. But I am it, it I don't feel like it's to this extent. And it's just one of those things. If I can't relate to it, then surely okay. there's 100,000 other people who can't relate to it either. And you're alienating your audience.
0: All right, Casey. So you're getting really worked up over. I am because what? it I
1: pisses think it's me off, the, I want to see a high school movie or show. Film. I know, but I just want to see a, a movie based in high school that doesn't have these exaggerated psychopathic stereotypes of bullies
0: what about euphoria is that a better option for you
1: no because like a they're all fucking <laughs> 45 years old playing these 45. 12 year old students the the, the one like hey Latina you get Chick? mad at me when i
0: exaggerate
1: no. okay okay okay. we're gonna look up with euphoria for a second here because the, the no one, can like we please Latina get Chick? back to wish
0: upon can we yes. can we Continue. get back to wish upon you, stop typing. Know. Stop ticky nope. typing. Come on. Nope. Nope. Casey.
1: Go on. Continue. We have
0: so little time. I I'm know. not going to continue while you're typing and looking I'm up Euphoria. It doesn't matter.
1: I'm not <laughs> typing. She's 30, by the way. Okay, that's not 45, by the student. way. Close enough. If I was enough. 30,
0: I would not appreciate when somebody's like, oh, you're 45. I'd be like, no, I'm 30. I have little ways to go. It's close
1: enough. Anyway.
0: It's not close enough, you asshole. <laughs> Listen. It's close Let's about. talk about wishing I have other things to old, talk about. Yeah. Yes, yes. It's terrible. Oh my Thank God. You. You're never allowed to talk about this again. Like anytime Continue. I watch a teen movie, Fine. you're never Fine. allowed then to talk about it. We're never
1: doing a high school movie ever again.
0: Fine. Fine <laughs> with me. <laughs> All right. Listen, I want to talk about a couple things. Okay. I want to talk about Claire, who is Joey King, who is your main protagonist, your mm-hmm. quote unquote hero.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: She. Is problematic. Like, I do not root for her. She is not sympathetic. She is not a good character. She is actually, honestly, at, by the end of this, I was like, this girl good. needs to get her come up and, you know, like, I, she's, she's really kind of pissing me off at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, she's really not, not a great protagonist. Now, she has two friends. And really, they're, like they're her only two friends in the world, because she's an outcast, at least for a while. Um, Her two friends. So one of them, her ginger friend, you know from? Stranger Things. Explain. Stranger Things, and you're obsessed with Stranger Things. So I was like, well, that's mm-hmm. nice. You get a little Stranger Things tie in.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, She doesn't have a big role. She doesn't have a lot to do here. She's really sort no. of just like the nice girl who's like the voice of reason. She's a little she's bland. She's also in
1: Riverdale, by the way.
0: Yeah, I did not watch Riverdale. I mean, I'm obviously aware of Riverdale, but...
1: She always has, like, an old person name, too. In this, she's June, which is my grandmother's name. She, in Stranger Things, is called Barb. And in Riverdale, she's Ethel.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Which is unfortunate, because they're like, oh, she's not the hot girl, so let's give her, like, a a grandma name.
1: And she actually just came out in a, a news article or an interview with somebody saying like it's hard for for plus-size girls to be lead actors in Hollywood which is fair.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, it's very fair. So
1: she she's topical at the moment. Shannon Purser. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and she's great. I mean, this isn't not she's a, a well-crafted for sure. role yeah. for her. No. Um but I will say I I found Claire's friends more interesting than I found her. Mhm even though we didn't get very much of them. Uh, her other friend, her, like, kind of sassy friend.
1: Meredith, um, also an old person name, but sure.
0: Meredith, but did you recognize Meredith? Mm-hmm. From? From
1: the house there's people living in, or whatever the fuck it was called.
0: <laughs> yes. We yeah. just talked about her movie last week, so I was like, mm-hmm. well, that's that's kind of interesting because I hadn't, I hadn't, when I saw There's Someone Inside Your House, um, which is the correct title, by the way? Right. Um, when we Conceived saw character. when I saw that, I had never seen her before. Like that was I was like, oh, she's new. And then I saw this, i was like, oh shit! Like I didn't realize she was in this. I actually really she's she's really like kind of shitty, but I really kind of liked her character. Uh, <laughs> she's fun anyway. Like she has the best lines, mm-hmm. um, and uh, she's. This is what we talked about. Polaroid, like at least she's got she's got some personality. She's got some comic relief. She's got some. She's defined. You know, you know who she is. You know who her other friend is. You know who Claire is. Mm -hmm. These are very distinct characters. Um, In Polaroid, there's none of that. They're all just like generic white person. Like there's (laughs) nothing. Um, But this, these people are interesting. At least, even if they're not well written, and you know. They don't always make good decisions, all that kind of stuff. They're at least interesting and compelling, and and I had fun. Some some of the lines of dialogue in this film are so hilariously bad, like laugh out loud. I was like, oh shit, yeah, <laughs>
1: like, like what
0: the hell is happening? L-
1: like the smegma scene. I assume you're you're talking about, like, yeah, that entire sequence made zero sense. It's established sense. early on that. Joey King's character is like shy ish, supposed to be, I guess, weary, if not afraid, of this click of bullies. And then out of nowhere, she's like, You're Smegma. Like, <laughs> would you, in what universe would anybody do that to their bully? Never.
0: You know, I'm going to tell you something that I think is going to make you appreciate me a little bit.
1: You called somebody Maybe. Smegma.
0: No. At your no.
1: work. And they didn't know what it meant. yeah and then we got into a fight
0: yeah Yeah. um (laughs) no i was toying with i was like you know this would be a fun time to bring back the dramatic reading and this would be a pretty fun scene to do (laughs) but i thought better of it i was like no i'm not gonna do it to him but like (laughs) i did i did it did cross my mind but i i pushed it out of my mind but i'll say this is kind of such a such a ridiculously written scene that it would be fun to reenact
1: yeah, it was so out of, I feel like that was the first scene in the movie they filmed. And then from there, they're like, I think we're going to change the feel of of uh, Joey King's character. And so it, it just felt like, it's, it felt like it's from a different movie. Like it was so weird.
0: Yeah, there's not... A lot of clarity around character motivations in this film,
1: no, and that's it, part of the issue I have with the the, the obnoxious bullies. I was like, why? Like by all by all standards, Joey King's character isn't other than her dad's a dumpster diver. Like she she seems like a normal girl. Usually, people who are picked on have some sort of quirk that makes them stand out, which is a bad thing in high school apparently. So it's just. I like, mean, yeah,
0: they didn't really reference it, but there are. I have witnessed in high schools. Well, I mean, I didn't go to multiple high schools, but it is sort of a thing that like there is a bit of a classism, a class system, for sure. sure. So yeah. if there is going to be any sort of bullying, even at low level, it's probably going to happen because somebody's poor, and they don't, you know, have designer clothes and they go to thrift stores and that kind of stuff. And she's definitely very poor. And, um, or they, they Very sort of poor, And they that.
1: live in this like wonderful house. I would well, consider that a wonderful though. house.
2: It, it doesn't well, because, look
1: that dilapidated though. Like her room is really well put together. They're sure it's junk because her dad's a dumpster diver. But I mean, it's still a fucking house. You know how much houses go yeah. for nowadays? <laughs> like.
0: I know. Well, I think it depends on where, where are they? Do we know? Is it like? Do they even Uh, say? I don't know. Do they ever set the, uh, I don't know if they said Uh, they might have, and I missed it. They might
1: have, yeah. I mean, you you have to assume it's somewhere that has seasons because they're all kind of like a fall, spring clothing. Mm Mm-hmm. So uh, America, Northwest Pacific, or Atlantic, I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't really matter.
0: It doesn't matter. My point was that, like, you can get a much nicer house in some parts of the country for, for much less than you can in others, so it, it's it hard also, to...
1: also, I guess it was, like, the, the same house that she grew up in, so maybe it was already yeah. paid off or whatever.
0: Yeah, and they sort of imply... Well, they imply because at, later she makes her... I mean, this is a spoiler alert, but this isn't really a film to spoil anyway, but yeah, um, she makes a wish to bring her mom back and mm-hmm. and say like I wish my mom had never killed herself because apparently that's when the whole family fell apart and that's when her dad like you know he they don't Started really say like I don't everything. even know if he's dumpster diving as a that's his profession or he's just it's like a hobby or something he does on the side that's not really clear either what he does but you sort of get the vibe that he he was doing really well when her mom was alive they were all doing really well they were thriving they would have continued to thrive if she stayed alive but when she died Everything sort of went to shit is the is the implication here. So I'm thinking, you know, they had this nice house. They were doing good. He was probably doing something. You know, they were making good money, whatever. I don't know. All, all this stuff is sort of just not very well defined, but you have to kind of read between the lines. Um, but then I it seems like they kind of lost it all after that.
1: Yeah. I mean, but it, it's so irrelevant to the plot, really. Yeah, like most things in this movie. Uh, like yeah, the whole, I mean the whole concept of that box. Also, I want to just another weird like thing is how they're always like, "Oh, you take Chinese in high school. Oh, you're you're taking Chinese. Oh, this box yeah. Chi- Chinese isn't a fucking language."
0: I thought that was <laughs> uh, that. I wrote that down too it's funny because this this movie is full of plot holes and if we we could probably spend two hours just talking about like and then this doesn't make sense and this doesn't make sense but that one really stood out to me when I first even before the box like when they cut to a bunch and it's a bunch of kids it's like everybody that's kind of in the movie is in this uh Mandarin class um I was like, the fuck, high school, high Why school offers t- this <laughs> as an elective, and who takes it? Like, that's like the hardest language you. on the planet. Yeah, like, I was who gonna ask you the same thing
1: of, like, is that a thing that happens no. in American high schools? Uh, I don't know.
0: I think the bullying thing happens is more like. Uh, yeah, I think
1: that's more likely than, than, than the the fucking Mandarin <laughs> yeah. or Chinese yeah, they, class. Yeah,
0: they all happen to be taking Chinese, and then she happens to get a Chinese box, and then she goes to her Chinese professor. And says, "Hey, can you read this?" He's like, "No, I can't." Even though he teaches it in school, and mm-hmm. then she has to go to some like random girl who's just like interested in, in classic what is it? Um,
1: Ancient I, I Chinese. It.
0: Ancient Chinese, yeah. Uh, and she can decipher it. It's just yeah, this, like this this
1: sixteen year old bananas. Girl. Yeah,
0: yeah. It is yeah. really nuts. So bananas um, on so many levels. This plot is ridiculous. But I, I kind of, I mean, if I'm being honest, I kind of love it for it. Like, I at least appreciate that this movie is so fucked up, and so weird, and so nonsensical that it makes me kind of smile. A Polaroid makes perfect sense, quote unquote, sense in the world of like supernatural weirdness, you know? But it's so boring. This isn't (laughs) boring. This is like really like what? Because every scene you're like, I'm sorry, what? What the fuck? what now what are they doing now who's this yeah. what's happening what did they just say there's so much of that that it I don't know it felt like it moved really fast and I was like kind of smiling um, the whole time
1: that's that's interesting because I had the complete opposite reaction to really I you yeah I was it. like yeah. I was just sitting there like is it over yet oh my god it's been 15 minutes <laughs> like this is another one of those movies it has an average 90 minute runtime. And no. it felt like fucking ages went by and it wasn't even like halfway done.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, that's fair. And uh, this is not a movie. Like, I am not going to leave this podcast going, oh my God, you guys, you've got to see Wish Upon. I'm not going to do it. Like, it's bad. But yeah. like, I, w- I do think, I do think uh, there's something here the right audience if you go into it with the right sort of fra- frame of mind you know if you're like yeah i want to just have some fun and make fun of this stupid thing you know then it's well, kind of fun
1: it, not even that i think it's it's a horror movie for people who don't watch horror movies if that makes sense like i i can it i does. can imagine showing this to a friend of mine who uh, i went to go see dr strange with and at some point in the movie he turned to me and he's like is, why is this a horror movie This movie would be for him because he wouldn't overthink it. He would take the quote-unquote horror at its very primal and probably think it was an entertaining movie.
0: Yeah, it's very very PG-13. The kills are very underwhelming. There is not much in the way of blood or anything like that. So it is going to piss off a lot of horror fans because it's so, like, It's not scary at all. Like, there's no no, at no point are you afraid. At no point are you like,
2: "That was a cool kill." You know,
0: like the the most interesting part of the kills is the how's it going to happen part, and they milk that uh, way too much. Actually, Um, once the kill actually happens, it's like, okay, like it's not that fun to watch. So yeah, there's yeah, Yeah,
1: it's not fun to watch because. The, a great the PG thirteen, film no, yeah, and, and yeah. the PG thirteen rating holds back what could be decent kills. Yeah, right. Like when she the elevator kill, I'm like, her body would be obliterated. Yeah, that could been that great. Height, but they were not like, having like a piece of glass in her cheek.
0: Yeah, you like, definitely. Yeah. And and it's like. I'm I'm pretty scared of elevators, like not to the point where I won't get in them. I'm not like. Right. It's but I mean, the whole concept fear, is like, yeah, every time I'm in an elevator, I'm like, oh, my God, what a way what a way to die. That would be, you know,
2: mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. even just
0: getting stuck in one is terrifying. Um, So, yeah, I and especially like glass elevators, glass elevators are really fucking scary. Right. Because um, you can't yeah. just pee so,
1: freely in the corner. People can see you
0: right that's why they're scary is because you can't pee in the corner which yeah. is my favorite thing to do when i get an elevator and i'm always Young like god damn it territory. i can't pee in this one yeah. um and that's super easy for girls to do you know just to drop trout and just pee just Yeah. it out yeah mm-hmm. um yeah so it could have been really intense and fucked up and it was very tame and uneventful and the fact that she her her big thing is that um she's like obsessed with this like horror version of pokemon go is hilarious as well <laughs> like that's her whole character identity
2: Yeah.
0: um and that's how she dies is trying to like
2: go kill one of these yeah. like
0: ghost pokemon um it's pretty again it's so fucking stupid that it's kind of hilarious and i don't know this this film is yeah. garbage like objectively <laughs> really really terrible but uh, but there's a lot of shit that you can make fun of, and that's kind of entertaining
1: to I me, guess. at least, to I some mean, people,
0: you know, to the right audience.
1: Yeah, like like I said, it, it it falls into the same, I would say the same camp, the same ballpark, the uh, same league, whatever you want to call it, as Polaroid, where it's, like, passable to a degree. Like, there's nothing in it that'd be like, okay, I'm going to turn this off because it's offensively bad. But at the same time, it's definitely not an enjoyable experience. It's it doesn't make a lot of sense. It's very paint by numbers. Uh, it, it's and I know like cursed objects. You you can only do certain things with cursed objects in movies before you know you get to like the outlandish and it becomes just silly again. But it it's the same movie as Polaroid, just with slightly better characters?
0: It's better than Polaroid. Which, I mean, again, uh, not saying much, but Polaroid is really unredeemable. <laughs> Let me say, I'm going to say two things about this film and then we can yeah. we can like end our torture and our sure. suffering. First thing I'm going to say is after, so it takes her a while, she makes a bunch of wishes before she really realizes what this music box is doing. The second she finds out that when you make a wish, someone, someone dies, it's a, mm-hmm. there's a blood sacrifice. Two seconds after that, she makes another <laughs> she wish. Makes a wish and the wish is not for something meaningful. The wish is so she can be popular. Mm-hmm. And at that point I was like, fuck this bitch. Like that's when, that's what I'm saying. This girl is not very sympathetic,
2: no.
0: which brings me to my second point, that ending
2: yeah, This film so does a lot works, of things right? wrong. Yeah.
0: This film does a lot of things wrong, but that ending is pretty great. And I don't mean great in like, in like, fuck yeah, they really wrote this one well. I just mean like, <laughs> like it's so, it's just kind of perfect for this kind of film. It's sort of, because, spoiler alert, she thinks that she's figured out, in her last wish, she thinks she's figured out how to beat the system, how to mm-hmm. trick this box. And so she wishes that like she never had found the box. So it re so the film does what you think it does is a cheat where it resets everything. And yeah. everything is back to before she made her first wish. Mm-hmm. And everything's perfect and happy, happy, happy. And she's beat the box.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then like out of nowhere, right when she's like, it's everything's great. um, She's walking back into the class and she gets hit by a car and killed. And the car hit, it, first of all, it does sort of like, come out of nowhere and it is so dramatic she flies like 50 feet in the air
2: <laughs> yeah, flies so across
0: the sky and lands on another car and it's insane it's ridiculous it's insane yeah, it's stupid. but it's also just like kind of beautiful because you're like yeah bitch like good and it's it just sort of Is satisfying in a terrible way. I don't know how to articulate that because, like I said, it's not good by any means. Mm -hmm. But it was—it did make me laugh. I was like, you know what? Yeah,
1: it—it was a laugh. I'm
0: kind of proud of this film because it—I—it seems like a film that would end on some like cliche, stupid note, and the fact that it did that. If
1: you go through the mid scene credits, yes.
0: Well, I was gonna say I didn't know if you watched them or not that pissed me off because i thought that in endi- the proper ending was so good and then they add this little tag on the end and i'm like god damn it you just unwound everything mm-hmm. you did and then gave me a generic stupid ending that pissed yeah. me off but i tried to just pretend that didn't happen
1: yeah i mean it's almost like they try to set up for a-, a sequel knowing they'll never get a sequel
0: <laughs> because I it's they, thought n- they might
1: no there's no because what do you it's, it'd be the exact same movie just with a different guy there's nothing Isn't that the would hell- change about it
0: but isn't that literally how... I mean, think about The Ring. Like, why do we need sequels to that? Isn't that literally how all these films work, where we get sequels to things we don't need, and it's just somebody else going through the same experiences? Yeah, but aren't they
1: at least different characters? This would imply the same characters are in it.
0: Yeah. Maybe there'd be, like, one crossover, like he would be a character, but then there'd be new characters. I don't know. I mean, I, I, it wouldn't surprise me that they thought that this was going to be a hot property and that they were going to yeah, get a franchise out I of it. But... I don't know. I mean... <laughs> and who knows? It would not surprise me if tomorrow I see oh they're making a wish upon two it's not anything anybody needs or well, wants or is asking for it's been a little for, too but... long
1: I think <laughs> it's been like six years since <laughs> since the the movie yeah, came true. out so but
0: and, uh, yeah. the way things go wouldn't, it wouldn't it honestly wouldn't surprise me I'd be like are you fucking kidding me a little bit but I'd also be like yeah that's par for the course
1: yeah I could see it being like a like a straight to uh, <laughs> a dollar store DVD bin not even streaming service, yeah. like nothing would pick it up except like independent guy who just. I don't know. Netflix
0: movie. would pick this up. Come on. Oh,
1: Netflix isn't that bad when it comes to picking They're up movies. Pretty bad. No. Um, not all right. This what's bad. your what?
0: What's your five word review for this masterpiece?
1: Sure, it's better than Polaroid.
0: That's pretty, that's actually pretty good. <laughs> that's actually really good. Um, <laughs> mine is is vanilla again, and I apologize. Um. I said terrible, but somehow still fun. Which I know you disagree with, but yeah. 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 yours was better. I mean you did you Thank did you. a good job today. Thank you. Thank you. Um <laughs> Yeah, so that was today. Um we we rarely
1: <laughs> I'm never gonna leave you to end the podcast ever again. <laughs> well so that's it. We... Bye. <laughs>
0: I'm going to end it whenever I want. You're not going to stop me. We rarely um, have two films that, well, first of all, we rarely agree. And I think we agree on both of these for the most part. We have a little bit of a different opinion on Wish Upon, but for mm-hmm. the most part, both bad movies. Second, it's rare that I think we have two stinkers like this. And mm-hmm. it's rare that I hate not one, but two films. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was kind of a special episode if you think about it. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> um, well, it reminds me of uh, uh like it, it, you're gonna be like, this doesn't make sense at all, but like um, Breakfast Club, where he's like, yeah, it's kind of social, demented and sad, but social. Um, that's what this is. It's you know, kind of special, but demented and sad. Sure. That was a really good reference, and I don't like you trying to make me think that it wasn't. That's, don't try to gaslight me and think that I'm not as clever as I am.
1: (laughs) Wonderful reference.
0: Um, All right, you end it. Let's see how you do. See how much better you do. Fine. Fine.
1: Fine. Goodbye.
0: (laughs) No, yeah, that was was great.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Quick, concise, and to the point, just like how none of our episodes are.
0: That's true. I thought this was going to be 15 minutes, and it was,
1: what, two hours? Not quite two hours, (laughs) but an hour and 20. Uh, Yeah. uh, No segue, just if you like what you heard today, make sure you leave that five-star rating on Spotify. You can do it on mobile still. I don't think it's still uh, available on the uh, desktop app yet, but they'll get to it sometime. Uh, You can still do iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Any five-star ratings will be read out on the show as well. And you can still leave a voice thing on Anchor. I keep forgetting about that. But if you want to do yeah, that, you, you can know, do that. Yeah.
0: We need to promote that more because it That's was nifty. fun when we were getting That's voice cool. messages, and I don't. I think people just don't think about it or know about it. But.
1: Yeah, and uh, maybe they even took that option out, and I didn't even realize.
0: <gasps> what? Because
1: Anchor is uh, run by Spotify, and now Spotify has its rating system, so maybe they took it out. I haven't checked.
0: Oh, we need. To we used check. to get. Free-
1: we got we get fairly consistent, or we used to get like at least once a month a voice memo sort of thing.
0: Well, we used to really promote it. That's what we we That's haven't true. talked about it in a really long time either on social or really. I mean, on this podcast, I think we maybe mentioned it in very quick in
2: passing. passing yeah.
0: Let's find out if it's still a thing, and then uh, let's promote it more because I think uh, I think it's fun, and I love hearing what you guys think, and and you know whether what you want us to talk about, how you feel about what we did talk about, if you agree with us, disagree with us, like that's super fun. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't wanna spoil it, but we've got a really fun, I'm very, very excited about our episode uh, in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not even gonna tease what we're talking about, but I'm just gonna say that it is so, it, it's probably gonna be the happiest that I've ever been on this podcast. It's so my jam and I can't wait. So we're going to well, have to like do something be, really excited about it.
1: It'll be my mission to make you cry. The we, happier, you, happier you get, the meaner I have you, to be.
0: You do not even have to try, honey. That is such a natural skill set for you that it just, so you bad. just have to show up and be Casey and, and I'm sure I'll be a miserable, don't worry.
1: That's good. <laughs> good.
0: Um, yeah. No, I mean, so this episode happened.
1: (laughs) Another (laughs) A-plus ending. So this was a thing. I'm sorry. (laughs) Goodbye.
0: (laughs) Brilliant. Bye, guys.